Welcome back to another episode of The Councilman. I hate to do it, Kelvin's voice. <laughs> uh, so yeah, today um we actually don't have that much stuff. Only a few news here and there, but we did uh watch quite a lot of things, mostly TV related. So uh yeah, there's the three of us, not the usual. There's Albert. Hello there. Hello there. You didn't respond with the right. You're supposed to say General Kenobi. <laughs> oh, what a disappointment. Uh, uh, we'll do it again. Oh, I'll hello leave. there. <laughs> General Kenobi? Okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah, we have uh, Tago. Yes, you said it. Yes, Tago. And uh, you got me. And as for Kelvin, um, I have no idea where he went. We don't uh, got he... Kelvin. Uh, Calvin, Calvin told me that uh, to let the, everyone know that he's back in the hospital, so that's why he's not yep. here, and it's indefinite when he's going to be back. Yes, he has suffered um, a chronic pain in his wrist from too much masturbate. Never mind. Let's get on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Never mind. Let's, let's, uh, you guys get, get on with the show. <laughs> yeah, uh, before, before we get on with this, you know, just a quick funny story when you were mentioning I, I hate doing Kelvin's voice. Because I was like, um, uh, I need, I wanted to listen back on the episodes where I wasn't on, right? Where it was just you um, and Tagu was there as well, I believe, and like Kelvin. Um, and the, I was just playing it on a car when I was driving. And then my mom is like, why does Kelvin keep doing that voice in every intro? <laughs> like, well, yes. I'm like, you know what? Over the years, over the years I've been doing this, it just becomes... I don't even realize it, but when someone pointed out, like, yeah, it's like, it's like a choice. <laughs> really? But honestly, I realize it every week. Every week, I have to go week? through the same horror of him saying, The Council, man, he did it. <laughs> he does say it every week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's drained by head. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. I wonder if viewers actually, like, notice that or they just kind of don't care about it or... <laughs> Yeah, well, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah talking, talking about viewers, we are live right now. If you're watching live, thank you for joining us. Uh, I guess you're called the stream team, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, thank you for joining us live. If you're listening on audio, welcome to the audio listeners as well. We, are, we also do live streams every Sunday, 9, nope, 10 30 Eastern. So yep. join us on live stream. That's on John Movie's YouTube channel if you want to watch the live stream. But if not, again, on audio, we are the councilman. Uh, subscribe to to all of us in the not in all of us subscribe to this podcast in all the platforms apple spotify podbean leave a review also i just found this out recently apparently if you're internet because we are classified as a u.s podcast because i uploaded from the u.s if you're international and you leave a review we cannot see it so send a screenshot and like send it to our email which i forgot what our email is we have an email i think it's council and show at gmail.com and we'll we'll read it out uh and follow us on our socials at councilman show but yeah that's pretty much it uh we got we got some news like alex said would you like to tease us on some of the news before we start on the weekly watches well there's some stranger things about some apes and a hunter and indiana not the state <laughs> well stranger things is in indiana so you know is it it's just Hawkins Hawking, in Indiana. Hawkins is Indiana, yeah. Oh, I just know that. You know, that was today years old when I learned that. That's very interesting. <laughs> it makes sense. There's also Storm and, there's also Storm and Hawkins, so you know. 
like, yeah, there's a lot of apes as well in there. I, think uh, so. I don't think so. Oh, not <laughs> really, no. <laughs> well, well, in that case, let's just uh, move on to, uh, before we get to the news, of course, let's go to the weekly watch. Jesus, I'm talking like Kelvin again. I don't like it. Hmm. Oh, there you go. <laughs> All right. So, um, Tago, take us away with what you have watched, even though you've already told us before the stream. Right. Well, obviously, you know, I watched nothing. Ah, I like that movie. What is it about? Why do I ask you um, if I know? <laughs> that is a good question. One I am unable to answer. <laughs> Wait, how many times in a row have you not watched anything? I you don't know. Have you been watching I the show? Because one week I... Well, yeah, yes, I was watching a show, but I watched Obi-Wan. Like, that's yeah. not really a weekly watching thing now, is it? Mm. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Yeah. I I will I will say though I am planning on watching something. Um, mm -hmm. I just haven't found the time. I was um gonna watch uh what was it called? Memoirs of a Geisha. It looked interesting. Ooh. Oh, I've heard. Yeah. I've heard Spielberg. That. I, I believe that's. Is, I believe it's Spielberg and. Thieves. Is it Spielberg? I think it's Spielberg. Maybe I'm wrong. But uh, it's a well, it's a tease to our upcoming news, I guess, because that's composed yeah, by John, it, John Williams. Because I think John Williams won an Oscar for it. I think it looked interesting, so <laughs> I decided, you know what? Why not? Very well. All right. So we'll. That's a tease for I don't know which episode. Oh, very cool. <laughs> yeah, like you said, he's he's been he's been planning to watch it. How much of a plan do you have? Like six percent, twelve percent. I literally just oh. thought about doing this like so last that's night. More like, so so it's like point five percent. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll yeah. get get to see what the the watch is maybe next week or two weeks later. Mm -hmm. But uh, mm -hmm. perhaps. But for this week, ah. I did uh, watch something with Kelvin, actually. With Kelvin and uh, another friend of ours. Not to go, because he's not here. Um, we were Sorry. watching uh, the movie uh, The Black Phone. In theaters? Uh, we, we, discussed, yeah, we discussed about this like in the trailers some yes. weeks ago. Yeah. Um, actually, I want to mention, the reason why we watched this movie is because we wanted to watch Lightyear. Right? But then I checked that they have no schedules in the cinema. Because apparently it is uh, banned in my country because this country is a uh, pretty of the uh, homophobe. <laughs> so um, yeah, that was very problematic. So um, we had to watch the, an alternative, which is the the black phone. <laughs> but mm -hmm. um, so yeah, the black phone. Um, it's not as scary as I thought it would. But then again, it was supposed to be like a more of a psychological thing. Um, Overall, the movie is actually pretty good. Uh, the plot was, you know, I would. It's not complicated, so it's like easy to understand everything. Um, I like the uh, supporting character, which is the sister of the main character, of the of the kid. <laughs> I just at one point she just said, "What the fuck, Jesus!" <laughs> just like the delivery of that. It made Kelvin laugh. <laughs> it made Kelvin laugh in the theater. Who nearly spilled the popcorn. <laughs> but yeah, um, so yeah, the, the movie, uh, uh, I like the movie, um, I, I like that, uh, what is it, like how everything got like uh, resolved, like the mystery behind it and all that, 
Um, Ethan Hawke played a very, uh, what is it, a creepy uh, performance. So you know, that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm not sure uh, what else to add in there. And uh, oh, and uh, I don't know why, but like the jump scares are a bit unnecessary. It's like it's not that scary. It's just like you know, in the theater, it's loud, kind of annoying. <laughs> and um, when I was watching this with like the other friend, uh, it's Tara. <laughs> she said that the movie made her like a. Uh, stressed because she doesn't know like what's going to happen next with the kid <laughs> it is actually quite unpredictable like like what's going on so yeah it's pretty good i like it i like it i gave it a four out of five in a uh, letterbox so did kelvin yeah and kelvin actually sent me his review so i'll read it real quick he said the black phone i think i think story is intriguing quite a few moments were real tense and i like the concept Ethan Hawke is great as the Grabber. That's his name, the Grabber. That's his. Sound. Yeah, yeah. They just called him the Grabber. I know it sounds a bit. Mm. Ooh, the Grabber is coming for you. <laughs> okay. Stop it. No. Love <laughs> continuing on. Love the mask he wore. All the kids acted great, and all are likable characters. Mason Thames, who played Finney, really looked like a shrink down iceberg. Yeah, you see, mentioned that. That was okay. <laughs> the support, the supporting characters, Gwen, played by Madeline McGraw stole the spotlight by a mile her acting and line delivery is just perfect especially when she shouted what the fuck pieces yes 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 indeed <laughs> okay this, this is a scott derrickson movie right so yeah interesting <laughs> director of uh, dr strange the first one so oh, what of you four out of yeah he directed the first dr strange and then yeah, obviously he didn't come nice. back in the second so yeah, four out of five down. for you guys um, but yeah, in the live chat, um, Cameron oh, asking, Arik, have, yeah. have you seen Sinister, the other horror movie? No, no I, I don't know what it is, but like I've never like seen it before. Is it, why, is it like similar vibe to The Black Phone or something? Or I heard it's really scary. I don't know if it's true. I haven't seen it. But yeah, all I know is that it's, it's, Scott, Der- it's Scott Erickson's last work before he go to Doctor Strange and now he's doing something in Black Phone. So yeah. Oh, oh shit. Shit, maybe mm-hmm. I should watch it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I remembered. I think people did describe it as like it was one of the scariest movies of all time, <laughs> or mm. something. That's very scary. I should make the go watch it. Yeah. Also, <laughs> correct. Thank you, Cameron, for the correction. Uh, produced by Spielberg, directed by Rob mm. Marshall. This is a reference to Memoirs of a Geisha. Oh, Memoirs of a Geisha. Huh? <clears throat> okay. So that was the Black Phone four out of five. Did you watch anything else, or is that it? No, that was the only movie I watched with Kelvin. <laughs> okay, so before we go to me, I, I think as Kelvin have another weekly watches, so we'll just stick with him real quick. He watched yep. Antlers, the 2021 movie. Uh, he said that good, maybe quite average. I like the use of the Wendigo folklore, and I like the design of it. I mean, Del Toro is involved, so it's bound to look good. That's having said that, you don't really see the monsters because it's always in the dark and use minimal lighting. The color of the movie feels very monotone. Performance-wise, it's just all right. Nothing that stands out. Uh, two out of two point five out of five. But yeah, hmm. I remember. I remember seeing the trailer and the poster. The poster looks really cool. It's like this antlers covered in blood or something like that. But I never end up watching it. So I guess it's not that good. <clears throat> but yeah, let me just write that down real quick. Uh, but yeah, I guess now going to me. For my, mm-hmm. for my weekly watches. I forgot what I watched this week. Give me one second. Let me look at my letterbox and see what I watched. 
Albert's flexing <laughs> on us. I watched a lot of movies. I did. I didn't. I didn't watch a lot. Oh, you know what? Okay. I can talk about. Uh, okay, I'll talk. I'll, I'll I'll talk about Jurassic World Dominion because technically I watched that this week and I want to talk about it. And the others, the oh, others, yeah. I. The other films I watch are the Planet of the Apes films, coincidentally with the news, so I can just talk about it when we talk right. Planet you, of you the Apes. <clears throat> you didn't talk about Dominion uh, last week, did you? No, because I didn't. I watched it the day after the live stream, so I want to talk about it. Right. Think, have you seen Dominion? No. Okay. Seen Dominion? There you go. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna keep the spoiler to a minimal, I guess. Um, but yeah, I the film is like. For a film that has an awesome trailer, had legacy characters that everyone loved, supposed to recap the series, and the premise is great. The premise of like dinosaurs roaming on Earth in the wild, what you're gonna do about it. It sets up and have so much good potential, but the film is nothing but mediocre. Like it is, it is dull. And that's like not, again, with that premise, it's like, that's not what you hope from this franchise. Also, I guess, okay, minor spoiler, I guess. The trailer is like dinosaurs in the wild. What are you going to do about it? That is probably like in the first five minutes and the last five minutes of the film because the middle <laughs> of the film is literally about a locust invasion. That yeah. is, that's what the, the film is about dealing with a prehistoric locust invasion and what they're going to do with it scientifically and whatever. That is the premise. That is literally the film. So I'm like, huh. Okay, I guess we're doing that for a Jurassic World film. Um, but yeah, no, I it's okay. I don't think it's a horrible movie. I don't think it's great. It's just like really just there. And I think I can say the same with all the other Jurassic films. Only like Jurassic Park is like the only really good one, and the others are like there. It's like they're not awful. They're just like in the middle. They're there, average. Yeah. They're just fine. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, uh, the dinosaurs are okay. Uh, nothing really special. There are not really that many scary moments there is a shot that's really cool i guess in the film where like a t-rex walks in front of like a circle fountain and they made the logo yeah, yeah. so it looks like the logo yeah that, that that's cool <laughs> but aside from that everything just feels kind of anticlimactic um yeah it, it just feels like there are moments where it builds up something and then it, the the payoff is like okay i guess that's the payoff it just feels kind of anticlimactic there there is a little bit too many characters, I think, in my opinion. Because like you got you got Chris Pratt and Brazel Howard, you got the kid yep. from the previous film, you got the three legacy characters, yep. and then I'm guessing halfway through the film they're like, "Huh, this is a really wide cast. We got to add some diversity." So they they add two more, they add two more people who you can probably take out from the film wouldn't make a difference, but they add two more people to it. So there's like yep. what nine nine. They, they add the pilot and what's his name, Ramsey. <laughs> Ramsey, who is like the worker for Biosyn, right? So Biosyn, yeah. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So yeah, that's like that's like eight characters. And there is a particular scene where all of them have to go on a helicopter. And in my head, I'm like, that's a lot of people for a helicopter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and like the thing, the thing is, we know none of them are gonna die, so the stakes aren't there at all. So I'm like, yeah, okay, they're gonna survive. I'm like, if they had killed one of them off, it would be like. Damn, what a standoff! Uh, like feeling like Ian Malcolm or something, but there's like I know they're not gonna kill any of them, so what's the point? But yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you said similar things when, during your review, right, Rick? 
Yeah, yeah. Actually, you should. Actually, wanted to mention. Yeah, they they did do a bit of like fan service here and there. Like you know the the part where what is it? Again, a bit of a spoiler, but uh, you know, without the story, it's not much. <clears throat> There's a part where like um Ian was like waving this like fire stick at the dinosaur at the Giganotosaurus. Yeah, that's like an homage to the first one where he was doing that with a flare to the T Rex mm-hmm. in the first Jurassic Park. I thought that was like a that was a neat little reference there. That was pretty cool. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, and in, in, that, in that particular scene too, going going with it, like too many people when they're going around the car, I was like, that's literally like yeah. a clown like a clown car thing. Like there's too many people coming out, it's like not stopping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that that scene was a bit also, like. Crammed. Also, this is this is what I have problem with the fan service. I think the fan service is good. I think it is done really poorly because. Yeah the moment when we Ellie and Alan met for the first time, it's supposed to be cool. Like it's supposed to be great. And like when Ian Malcolm met with them for the first time, it's supposed to be like, oh, they're back. This is the gang. But the way how they did it just feels very like boring. It was like, oh, hey, what's up? Yeah. Want a beer? <laughs> like, no, it's in the morning. <laughs> okay, let's talk. It's like, whoa. What was that? And like the music is like really dull as well. Like I don't know. There's something about it, at least for me. I thought I thought it was like done very poorly. I don't know if you agree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I know what you mean. It's just kind of like, mm-hmm. oh hey, what's up, hey. <laughs> and like yeah. the they did like kind of play the theme at the background, but it was very faint. I think. So it's yeah, like, it's like it's doesn't like convey very... as much emotion. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, one last one last thing I want to say about that film. Um, <laughs> there is a moment when uh, Ellie is like looking at uh, looking at like the crop field that's like destroyed by the locust, mm-hmm. and she is like, "Wow, I've never seen anything like that before." You've seen like a living dinosaur, and this one surprises you. What the heck? Hey. Crops. <laughs> crops. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Uh, but yeah, that's 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 my Jurassic World Dominion. Uh, hey, what do you mean? What do you mean? It was so stupid. That part of the movie was kind of cool, Cameron. What part of <laughs> oh, the movie? Oh, my pants when the T-Rex went behind the big circle statue, just like the logo. <laughs> I don't know. I quite liked it. It was kind of stupid. It was kind of stupid, but yeah, no. It was I cool, but it's, stupid it's a cool in a way. Yeah. <laughs> it's a cool stupid. <laughs> yeah. So, so, you haven't seen this, hearing all this, does it make you more excited or less excited? <laughs> I think I'll actually be fine not watching it. I think the Goo has never been interested in a dinosaur. Actually, I don't know. Have you? you I, really think, I really think if you want to watch it, do it while still in theaters, because I don't know how much worse it would more... be watching at home. I come to <laughs> think of it, yeah. <laughs> not as intense, I guess, if you watch it. From mm. the stream. <laughs> yeah. Is there any other movies, Albert? Uh, you want to talk about at least? I think it should be okay. Again, I I watch I watch that. I watch a couple of James Bond, but I don't really want to talk about it too much. There's not much to talk about. Uh, I did watch the original Ape stuff, which I guess I can tease now. But I'll just okay. I'll talk about it more in the apes segment of the news. But one real quick, oh. I watched original Planet of the the original Planet of the Apes, and I can't remember who said this. A friend of mine said this, but the title is literally Planet of the Apes, right? And 
I don't know. You guys have you seen the original one? I don't think so, or I can't remember. The 1968 one, but yeah, it's called Planet of the Apes. And the first few minutes of the film is literally like the humans, they crash land on the planet and they're like, it's like a mystery of like, oh, where are we? What creatures are there? And it goes on for like the first 20 something minutes. And then my, and it's like, well, the title is called Planet of the Apes. So we know what's going on, but they treat it like it's a mystery of like, what's gonna happen? So I'm like, huh, that is, I never thought of that. And that's really dumb, I bet you said it. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got spoiled by the title fair enough <laughs> okay. yeah but yeah that is the weekly watches so we watch uh jurassic world dominion again uh again <laughs> antlers and the black phone and the black phone and and nothing nothing <laughs> and nothing from the go <laughs> keep it up the go <laughs> you damn right i will all right, so I guess we'll move on to our uh, first bit of our news. Mm-hmm. Um, where, how do I relate this to monkeys? I can't relate this to monkeys. Um, <laughs> so we're just moving on. There, there are monkeys in Indiana Jones Four. Oh, that's true. <laughs> you know what? Indiana Jones is a human. They evolved from monkeys, anyway. So. So, the next news. Um, John Williams is retiring, and Indiana Jones Five may be his last film. Um, wait, is he like the director or? Hang on. Uh, John Williams is a composer. He oh, composed, the composer. He's a John Williams is a legendary composer who composed Indiana Jones theme, Harry Potter, Star Wars, Superman, Star- oh, the original oh, Superman shit. theme, Schindler's List. The list goes on and on. So, so the theme that 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 was it. That was him. That was him. Oh yeah. shit! He, really cool. Yeah, he's literally the, probably the most prophetic composer. Again, E.T., Home Alone, Memoirs oh, of uh, Geisha, Close Encounters. Oh, he makes he makes bangers. Then yeah, he makes Saving everything. Private Ryan, uh, all the Star Wars stuff. Catch me if you can. Like he works with Spielberg a lot. Damn. Yeah, uh, he is. He is. Re- he said that he is retiring from film, not necessarily from music. He might still want to. Uh, do more music stuff, just not for film. And he said that Indiana Jones 5 may be his last. And he uh, he said, quote, if Harrison can do it one more time, then maybe I can too. So <clears throat> he's retiring. Uh, currently, he's 90 years old, which is, I mean, just really old, especially with the music. <laughs> I feel like that's like on the older end. Um, but yeah, uh, nomin- nominated for 52 Academy Award, winning five of them, uh, six Emmys, uh, winning three, 25 Golden Globes. I think 52 might be like the most nomination of all time. I need to fact check that. But yeah, uh, thoughts on thoughts on this news of John Williams retiring? Well, now knowing that, <laughs> now knowing that he literally made all the like most famous like uh, themes that we've ever heard, <laughs> like Star mm-hmm. Wars and. <laughs> Star Wars and Indiana Jones and all that. Wait, did he do Jurassic Park as well? He did Jurassic Park. Oh my God! Nah, nah, nah. Oh, that was never mind. <laughs> this Donnie's a le- he's a big legend. This Don- <laughs> well, to be fair, you know he is getting old, so I guess it's a it's high time that he is about to uh, retire. So, but man, the dude, his career that's that's a lot of movies he can put under his belt. I guess I made all these themes, all the famous ones, all the ones we keep singing. <laughs> Oh, yeah, 
But what would be my favorite theme out of this? I have no, I think it's it has to be Jurassic Park. <laughs> every time, every time somebody tries to sing something, and we're just like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> just everything comes back to Jurassic Park. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. At least this is my thoughts on it. Uh, what do you what do you think about this? The use or what what is well, your favorite theme that he's made? He's done a lot, by the way. Many. I know he's done a lot. That's why I can't answer. Uh, <laughs> All the Star Wars, <laughs> including the prequels, is it? Yeah. Did he uh, do yeah. that as well? He did all the St- Skywalker saga. Oh. That's all him. The spin-offs, not him, but Skywalker saga is him. Oh. That is a lot. So including the bad ones, like the sequels. Well, the music. Well, yeah. the music are great in the sequel. I mean, uh, I mean, I mean, like the, the movie is bad. I'm not talking about oh, the okay. movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the movies. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's a meme the... gold mine. Oh no, the sequel, not the prequel. Um, I I don't know. Can I can I not just answer everything? <laughs> uh, no, no. There has to be one that clicks with you the most. Clicks with me the most <laughs> Jurassic Park. Oh god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> because of that. Him by that. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's partly it's partly you guys for spamming that as well, but um I didn't do that. It, it resonates you. with me. Don't, don't Every time we play it. Minecraft, like somebody introduces their house, welcome to Albert's <laughs> Island. <laughs> you can't help it. Yep. How about you, Albert? Your thoughts or your favorite movies? I mean, yeah, he's been working. I mean, your favorite, like, he's uh, been working since theme. the 1950s, which, oh my god. My god. I don't know how much, you know what? I'm actually going to open IMDb because I think IMDb might have John Williams how many credits because Wikipedia definitely does not. But yeah, he's been nominated for 52 Academy Awards, 52 Oscars. That is the most ever for any living person. I think Walt Disney yep. might might hold the record like uh, for most ever nominations, but he's dead. So um. <laughs> damn. Yeah. <laughs> well, you think, but you he's dead. Is that a lie? Is that a lie? Think good. No, it's not a lie at all. No, Walt, Walt Disney right. have Walt Disney have 50, 59. Um, John Williams have fifty two. The next closest is Alfred Newman, who's also a composer at forty five. But yeah, um, John Williams. How about, uh, the, how about yeah. the awards you won? Do you know any of that? Um, so yeah, he won. Let me just go here. He Honestly, won, he deserves he to win five. something. He won oh. five of them. I know one of them is Schindler's List, I want to say. Let me, okay, oh, I've, let me I've just, just, let me just fact check. Let me just fact check this. Yeah, John Williams, awards, composer. Nope. I don't want the filmography. Oh, no, this is going to be really long. Scroll down, scroll down, scroll down. Sorry about this. Is this fun for podcast listeners? I'm trying to figure he out. Has, he, he is such a successful person that like you need to scroll for a very long time just to you know find us words and everything. Well, while, while I looked that up, John Williams has, based on IMDb, uh, he has 165 composing credits, including like film and TV shows, but 165 oh, wow. projects. That is insane. Uh, and in terms of where is the awards? There we go. Awards and nomination. So he has won for Fiddler on the Roof, 1972. He won for Jaws, 
Jaws. How, how did you yeah. mention Jaws? It's like the iconic theme. Uh, he won for the first yeah, Star Wars. <laughs> oh, uh, oh. He won for E.T. 1983. And his last yeah. one was Schindler's yeah. List, which is 1994. Uh, <clears throat> he was nominated, wow. I think, for every Star Wars score he did. I fair well fair enough yeah i like star wars like themes yeah. uh, <laughs> harry potter he got nominated for the first one um i if i'm not wrong he where was it jurassic park in 93 uh 94 oh yeah jurassic park wasn't even nominated that year because schindler's list was him and he, that one win him so yeah oh damn yeah but yeah he's he legendary funny. <laughs> I mean, it's a good score. There's like so many. Like, you literally, when you think of like movie score, like you can directly think of his like, like Star Wars. All, yeah, any famous like movie like scores, most chances are it's most likely made by him. <laughs> it's most likely made by John Williams. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I guess his retirement also marks the end of a, what is it, iconic movie scores? Maybe. Hopefully, people can like. You know, it's hard to live up to his. <laughs> expectations true i mean like oh. we got we got Hans zimmer michael giacchino which i think michael giacchino is the closest thing to like uh, uh john williams style music uh, yeah, yeah. Michael giacchino. but you yeah, know john williams legendary uh, and if you were if you uh, if i were to answer because i have an answer my favorite of his scores <clears throat> obviously jurassic park is up there superman is up there because like da, 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 da. like it's so iconic when you think superman. oh yeah 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 <laughs> Huh. Jaws, obviously, we already talked about it. Indiana Jones is probably my second favorite, but my favorite is because I grew up with it. It's a Harry Potter stuff. He did like the iconic Harry Potter thing, like I didn't know that. Like, and, really and there is so many other stuff like in the Harry Potter. He did the first three, Buckbeak's flight in the third one where he's riding Buckbeak. The music yeah. is like fantastic. It's like the drums, like. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, I don't oh. remember how the music goes, but I know I know the scene. <laughs> oh, the music is great. It's super underrated. But yeah, the first Harry Potter is done by him, and obviously, I mean, the, the themes and motifs are used in every single film. Like even in Obi Wan, they still use the the Imperial theme. Like, can you just yeah. imagine being the person who's like, all right, make the theme song for Harry Potter, this iconic book series. Good luck, and he did it at like blow our minds same with star yeah it's like is, all his music like and it's still recognizable like today as well you know and still used like every single time yeah. it's like it's insane his legacy is insane Dude, he uh, knows what he's doing mm -hmm. i mean 70 years in the in, what is it the music industry of well, the movie industry <laughs> yeah yeah he's just made everything he makes is an icon you damn mm -hmm. That's incredible. Yeah, this is the first news I'm actually like, oh damn, <laughs> that's actually that's actually neat. I actually know, I actually know shit. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, well, so most likely, yeah, most likely uh, the uh, Oscar is gonna award him a win in like Indiana Jones or like, well, like, I don't know if you can. I guess Indiana Jones you can, but even though there's gonna be lots of similar themes, the Fablements is coming out this year. I think it's in my draft pick. Uh, Spielberg. Is it? Yeah, because Spielberg, the Fablements, number seven, right there. <clears throat> oh, well, is it like, um, composed by? It's composed by John Williams, and he's probably gonna win that just because the Oscar is gonna give him his last Oscar. I think I would think. No, uh, <laughs> that would be fair. Uh, well, you know what? He's retiring. Give him his last Oscar. Give him the last sure. Well, he's like, most likely deserved it anyway. It's still, it's still insane that he got nominated fifty-two times. He only won five. 
that is like, I don't know what you said you like, want like that sounds pretty fucking bs <laughs> like superman didn't win um et won which is good yeah raiders didn't win like what the hell was nominated that year raiders all best composer oh. original score <laughs> oh chariots of fire okay never mind chariots of fire that makes sense that's a good that's an iconic thing but yeah um anything else you guys want to add for this because they didn't sing a theme song anything by him um um yeah there you go that's our thoughts on it yes Yes, so uh, the great, well, he's not, you can't call him the great John Williams because he's not dead, he's just retiring, but you know. Yeah, yeah, like I, so, like yes. I the, yeah in the live chat, people are saying like, Superman, yeah. Um, Jaws. Superman, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of people seem to, you know, like yeah. his. Yeah. I don't think I've heard anyone who said, I hate John Williams. I don't think I've ever heard that. No, that doesn't. Yeah, no, that's just, it's just stupid. There's no one that ever said, like, oh, this theme song sucks. I don't even watch Harry Potter, and I like the theme. <laughs> it's so iconic. Yeah, well. And with that, uh, we can move on to our uh, next news uh, from John Williams to um, Apes. What? That makes no sense. Uh, well, yes. <laughs> he, did go, he did not compose for uh, Planet of the Apes, but anyways. <laughs> but there's a new one coming, a new Planet of the Apes script completed, sets up a new trilogy. Is this the new one that follows like Caesar? Or I'm confused. So it's going to, yeah, it's the, it's the same chronolog- chronology as the Caesar one. They are doing a new film who... Wes Ball, the director of the Maze Runner films, is going to be directing mm. it. They completed the script, and apparently the script is going to set up a new trilogy, uh, but they just completed the first script. They're looking for a star now. There's no news if Andy Serkis is coming back or not, because obviously, spoiler for uh, War for the Planet of the Apes, Caesar died. So yep. if he's going to come oh, back, man. it's probably going to be a different character. Uh, but yeah, they are doing a, a the new film is set. And they're set for a upcoming film. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, it's gonna follow season legacy. Oh, has it been confirmed like when it's the movies coming out or whatnot? Um, no, but I just but I just found this out right now that apparently the film title is revealed to be the Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. That is very long. (laughs) Something of the something of the Planet of the Apes is always how they. The bed with it, you know. <laughs> just yeah. yeah, I mean, we, we got like Planet of the Apes, Beneath the Planet of the Apes, Escape from the Planet of the Apes, Conquest of the Planet of the Apes, Battle for the Planet of the Apes, and then the Tim oh. Burton reboot, just Planet of the Apes, and then Rise, and then Dawn, and more. So, the the upcoming one, if it's if it's actually gonna be Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, that's kind of cool. It sounds like you know, it's yeah, refitting, I guess. I mean, that sounds like I don't know. The apes are finally, you know, I guess took over everything or it's like the start of their civilization kind of stuff that sounds kind of cool to go yeah. your thoughts on this do you have you actually keep up with not keep up like have you actually watched planet of the apes i've the- seen one where like he like the main character um i i think i recall bringing this up in an episode once because i recall thinking it was mars but then albert corrected me it wasn't mars <laughs> which film the first one I don't remember which one this is, but it's the one where, like, the dude is, like, an astronaut, and he ends up in this, like, weird planet, and it's full of apes, and oh. he comes back to Earth, and it's full of apes. Oh, okay, oh. So, so a Tim Burton kind of the apes. Oh, that's the oh. one, okay. 
<laughs> yep. That's like one of the worst ones. <laughs> yeah, that's the only one I've yeah. seen, which is probably what you can understand why it's I'm not exactly interested at all. <laughs> Fair enough, yeah, yeah no. I, uh, I mean, I... Do... Go ahead. Oh, you want to go? Go ahead. <laughs> no, I was, I was just about to say the, uh, the the Rise, Dawn, and Warp of Planet of the Apes is Loki one of the best trilogies in the 2010s. Like, I don't think, yes, there are some of them are better than the others, but like all of them are like, great movies in terms of sci fi, and I think you will really enjoy those too. Because especially the technology with the uh, the motion capture is like incredible. I think the stories are actually great. I think you will highly enjoy that. Actually, I come to think of it, yeah, I did remember the uh, yeah, Rise, Dawn, and War of the Planet of the Apes quite well. I did, I did actually enjoy it too early. And, you know, I know, like I said, you know, um, I'm I'm a guy who's mostly like into like the action movies and all that, and that you know, those three movies they do have quite a lot of action. Yeah, <laughs> they are pretty cool, and they and they do look cool. The apes do look really nice, <laughs> the CGI and all that. So I suppose I am kind of hyped for the new movie they supposedly a uh, kingdom of the planet of the apes mm-hmm. and um i suppose a lot of people here also are <laughs> quite excited for it as well i guess you know for reasons if they you know if the U movie is like anything like the uh, the previous uh, trilogy yeah what do you what think you... what, what is your like a uh, excitement level on this would you <laughs> say it was coming I... out like on 2024 would you draft it for next year <laughs> yes because I trust West Ball, I think the Maze Runner films are underrated in terms of action. Uh, right, yeah, the story, yeah. the story, I guess, following the books, but like they're, it's pretty. I, I enjoy the Maze Runner films for the most part. Um, and if Andy Serkis Camp is involved, like even though he was not acting, if it's like, if he's like a consultant or a producer, then I have faith because again, I thought the thir- the three um, films are good, fantastic, even. Um, and I guess it really depends on the story. And I mean, I understand, like Cameron said in the chat, West Ball worries me. Yeah. I understand, but I thought, I thought, I thought they're they're fun films in terms of they have horror vibes to it too, and like the sci fi ness and everything. I believe what they can do with this one. Yeah, so I think I remembered like, uh, what is it, the Maze Runner films? Like, well, they weren't like you know the most incredible movies critically, but I did remember mm-hmm. they were. It was the first one, the Maze Runner was actually you know quite entertaining <laughs> so yeah i suppose like yeah i suppose if this movie didn't won't do that well i i would think that it would at least you know be entertaining to watch yeah and like this one is gonna follow the legacy of caesar so like i guess after because the end of the That's last cool. film is like they found a sanctuary in a way and caesar passed on so it's probably going to be like the apes finally like having a civilization within themselves like a sanctuary and how they deal with life without Caesar, which could be interesting uh, to see. Like, oh, is there like an ape that come to power in a more militaristic kind of way? Like how the gorillas are always portrayed, or if it's like they're gonna go more like intellectual with the orangutans and the chimpanzees, um, humanistic <laughs> style. Yeah. So you know, yeah. <clears throat> Fair enough. Yeah. Well, actually, can you answer this from Katie Lynch? I think she's talking about the uh, yeah other stories of the seventies films, the seventies. Uh, yeah, perfect, perfect <laughs> question, because I was, I was about to do it anyway. So yeah, the first one, so spoiler for all the Planet of the Apes film, that's like 10, 20, 30 years old. Uh, so the first one, Planet of the Apes, uh, follows Taylor, an astronaut who, and a bunch of his, and two of his other friends. Uh, an astronaut who is like 
um, you know how time is like different in space and everything, but yeah, an astronaut, mm-hmm. uh, something went wrong in space. He jumped to the future, crashed land on a planet. And then in the planet, it turns out it's, it's planet of the apes. It's full of apes. And he got captured. He got like, uh, they're trying to find out, he's trying to find a way home. Um, and then the apes are trying to find out why is there a human that can speak? Because everyone, everyone in that uh, in the planet of the apes, none of the humans can speak. They're like savages, basically. And so like, why is there a human can speak? And eventually at the end of it, um, Taylor is able to convince some of the apes to help him out. Try, and then he tried to um, escape with Nova, which is another girl, which is like a mute girl, which is a reference in a new film because there's Nova, a real Nova. All right, yeah, film. yeah. So this one is like an adult girl that's become like his mate. Um, so they eventually escape and they found out at the at the final scene of the film that the planet is Earth this whole time. It's this futuristic Earth because there's Statue of Liberty, like uh, the ruins of it. So that was like the that was like the first film. Second film that I could pick up from that. Um, there is another spaceship that crash land named with the with a pilot named Brent, and he's trying to like, oh, what is this planet? Sort of like a similar thing, like what is this planet? And then he founds Nova, uh, who have um, Taylor's dog tag. And like, oh, you know Taylor? I know Taylor. I work with him. And so they they found a um, they basically like on an adventure to find Taylor. Taylor turns out have been captured. This the second one's really dumb, by the way. Taylor's been captured <laughs> by a group of underground mutated people who worship an atomic bomb and these people have telekinetic powers and they've been living underground this whole time and they can speak the apes didn't know these people exist the people know the apes exist they are just hiding underground this whole time and they they basically worship atomic bomb as like a god there's like a whole mass and everything is like i think <laughs> I, I think at the one point they um they changed the whole words to to an actual prayer, but change it to atomic bomb, a Christian prayer. And I don't know, like that is nuts. Um, <clears throat> yeah, basically, uh, Brent and Nova uh, found Taylor underground. The apes decided to. The apes found this, found out about this. They decided to invade them. So there's like a full-on brawl between the apes and the mutated stel- psychic people. And then the final, the end of the film is basically the the atomic bomb is like triggered and. Earth is boom destroyed. Earth is gone forever. Earth, the entire Earth gets blown up. Yep. So beneath of the beneath planet of the apes, escape from the planet of the apes. It follows. This one is one of my Loki, one of my favorite ones, but a lot of people don't like it. It's a fish out of water story. Uh, Zira and Cornelius, two chimpanzees who are the ones that befriended Taylor in the first film. They happen to be. Before the planet exploded, they were on a spaceship trying to escape the planet. Um, and when the explosion happened, it triggered some kind of like space-time continuum. They got pushed back in time. They're sent to the 1980s. And then they crash land. And then the humans of regular civilization, they're like, why is there apes that can speak? What is going on? So it's like a fish out of the <laughs> story of the apes. Like, why are we in the past with humans that dress up properly? I've never seen this before. And the humans are like, this is freaky. We got to put them in check. They are apes that can talk. What if in the future they can um, they take over or whatever? So it's like a story of like a manhunt of the apes. There are some humans who help them out, but the apes are like on, on the run, trying to live their life at the same time, uh, but at the same time being hunted. And then at the end of the film, it's like uh, the apes, like uh, Zira got pregnant with a baby with Cornelius. And so they want to try to kill the baby because they're afraid that the baby becomes like the future revolutionary or whatever. 
and eventually at the end of the film, Zira and Cornelius got shot by the military uh, and their babies are quote unquote thought to be dead as well because the baby got shot. Turns out before, before the babies got shot, they were at a circus and they swapped the baby with another chimpanzee baby. So the actual Zira and Cornelius baby is in a circus with a circus owner named Armando. And so they didn't know that the apes, the offspring of Zira and Cornelius is there. That is escape from Planet of the Apes. Are you guys still following me <laughs> so far? Yeah, more or less. Yeah. yeah. And then so we got Conquest of the Planet of the Apes. Jump 20 years later, Armando, the circus owner, is now with an adult ape who names himself Caesar. Uh, so yeah. the, adult, the adult ape now. They are in this future where there has been a pandemic that killed all of dogs and cats. And basically any household pets, they're all dead. So apes has been domesticated to become like household pets and like servants and everything. Um, and Armando and Caesar is just trying to blend in, try to not get caught. And Caesar basically tried to not speak at all because the there are the people are still afraid that, oh, what if the apes take over one day and everything, uh, especially fucking ape, right? So yeah, they're still afraid of that. They're trying to blend in. Uh, eventually. Uh, like Caesar, Caesar get get exposed of like that he can speak. Armando gets killed. Caesar get exposed, and Caesar basically, with the other apes in the like in this place which they called like Ape Management HQ, which is where they like there's like a, there's, there's, it's little there's like an ape auction where like all right chimpanzee lot number this how many do you want to buy it fifteen thousand fifteen thousand all right that much but it's basically like a whole place where they sort of like train apes. To become like servants and do like uh, iron your clothes, pour water, whatever. That's like a whole place. And basically, he so Caesar and he, he leads a revolution. Like we're tired of these humans. Let's rise up to become the planet of the apes. And so there's like a whole on war between Caesar and the and the humans. And basically, at the end <laughs> of the film, Caesar and the apes sort of win. Uh, so that is the end of uh, conquest of the planet of the apes. And finally, battle for the planet of the apes is like. Years later, Caesar is married, have a kid. There is a whole ape civilization already. Um, humans are basically like the second tier. They're basically, it's like flip. So like the humans become like the servant kind of way, but they sort of live, they sort of live like an equal, the humans and the apes. Like some of the, some of the humans are like teaching apes how to read. Some of the apes are like teaching humans how to hunt or whatever, something like that. But they sort of live in equal. However, like the gorillas, because they always like the bad guys in these films. The gorillas are like, um, oh, we don't like be we don't like being equal with human. We want to be strong. We are the military. We should just kill all the humans. So like there is like a civil war going on within the gorillas and the apes. Um, and there's another faction of humans from the previous film who turns out they didn't die and it's like living in secret. And they're like no. So it's a battle between like the apes and the secret faction of humans, and then the gorilla and the civil war because the gorilla killed Caesar's son and everything like that. So yeah, it's it's all like a mess, full on. <laughs> There's a scene. There's a scene in that film which is like um, every, all the apes has died. It's like fallen because uh, the humans got weapons and everything, right? All the apes have fallen, and then like, well, Caesar, you now you uh, you are the leader. Now you have to step down. You have no chance. Everyone has fallen, and then like the Caesar is like turn around, like, well, you might think that, but we're but we apes, we never fall. Something like that. We never we never we never give up. And now 
we fight like apes. And all the apes like wake up and like, <laughs> they all attack the humans. It's so much fun. Like the apes just wake up and like beat the shit out of all the humans. It's like, oh, they went ape shit. So yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> But yeah, that's that's basically the five original films. I'm not gonna touch a Tim Burton one because it's non-continuity. Um, but yeah, enough, yeah, that was the five. That was the five one. Well, come to think <laughs> of it, the last two, all of the... the last two films do sound very similar to the Rise and Dawn of the Planet of yeah. the Apes, like yeah. story-wise, Caesar and all that. But of course, they change it up to a point where it doesn't sound as uh, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, that, yeah. That's interesting. Damn. All right. And I could I could definitely see them because like. Conquest is sort of like proto Rise of the Planet of the Apes in terms of story, yeah. even though not really like, like the revolution and everything along with Dawn. So I can sort of see uh, the sequel to War of the Planet of the Apes to be something similar to Battle of like maybe there is a humans and the apes living together and they're in this civilization and how they deal with it. And maybe there's another faction of humans who want to try to kill them and everything. So something like that, I could probably see that. <clears> oh, <throat> uh, that makes sense. I mean, it was a bit confusing why I was like, you know, was it? I think it's in War of the Planet of the Apes. Apparently, the war was not between the apes and the humans. It was like a war between humans versus the other humans. Between the other humans, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so okay, so there's like these factions and all that. Okay, that's that's, that's you, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm actually surprised you were able to like figure out how to explain this uh, verbally. <laughs> it was Fair, like I it's five movies and. And the story is get gets there are there, there are there. definitely parts that I missed by explaining that, but I think I got the gist for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, just like you know, I guess it. I part of me didn't expect you know time travel to be like a key part of Planet of the Apes. I mean that that the original trilogy, yeah. the original yeah. series. <laughs> there there are so many campy stuff like in those like one of those films like um, in the conquest when Armando died. He died because yeah. he got interrogated and like, I know you know uh, about the about the offspring of Caesar of uh, Cornelius and Zero. Tell us and like, and he's like, no, I'm not gonna tell you. And like, tell us or we will kill you. And then he's like, no, and he just ran out the window and he died. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> that because he ran out because he was shot on the way or something. <laughs> no, because he just he doesn't wanna he cannot he cannot um take torture anymore and he just like I'm not gonna tell you so he just like jumped out. I'm like, well, <laughs> that's our only lead. What do we do now? <laughs> so, yeah. Well, to be fair though, it was a 1970s yeah. movie. Yeah. It was somewhat acceptable, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess that mean that wraps it up about uh, yeah. Planet of the Apes and. I hope, hopefully, um, you guys. Sorry, uh, that went long. <laughs> no, no, it's a good, it's a good recap. So maybe you guys will have like better understanding. So maybe the next movie might not be too confusing. Why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, this is definitely a series I'm not gonna get into in too deep. <laughs> that is, that was a uh, quite hard to uh, digest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's very hard to digest. So um, I guess we can uh move on from uh talking about uh animals to. Hunter who loves animals? Yeah, no, I saw the news that Albert said on this. So apparently Sony Scraven the Hunter is an animal lover. Uh so where's the I forgot where the news is Albert? You send it to us. Yeah, it comes from it it's reported via variety via the Cine Europe conference when it's interviewed. Aaron Taylor Johnson is playing Craven the Hunter for Sony's Spider-Man universe without Spider-Man. Um so basically, yep. basically, 
in the interview they mentioned he mentioned like they're putting a twist on craven the hunter he's he's just a hunter with a human connection an animal lover and a protection of the natural world um <clears throat> so that's what he said which is like if you know anything about craven the hunter from the comics he's nothing he's the opposite of that he's like he's a big game hunter he hunts for a living um the reason why he hunts spider-man is sort because he's like sort of bored with hunting animals and like i need a bigger challenge um and so i'm gonna i'm gonna hunt spider-man <laughs> but yeah, i'm saying man he's, i can't just hide this stuff that is a uh, comment from cameron patterson for the other listeners yep. but yeah. <laughs> okay so um What yeah. thoughts on this? I have not so, so they sure. Change, they change the identity of the character as a whole. Wait, wait. So yeah, Aaron Tyler Johnson is playing him, right? Does it like in the picture that you sent from? Uh, or is it from Get Fandom? Does he actually look like that in the actual series, or is this like taken from another no, movie I, or something? No, that was that. I think that's from Tenet. That's a picture from Tenet. Oh, that's from Tenet. Okay, so but I know doesn't... there has been like leaked photos. Let me see if I can find it. So he doesn't actually start off like some kind of military guy, and then he becomes a animal loving hunter. If that could no. <laughs> okay, there is a set photo of him, but he's just like in a white shirt. It's it doesn't matter if I show it anyway, because it's just like in a white, like a uh, long sleeve button up shirt, black pants. All right, beard, long yeah, hair, you... bearded, just running. Really. I I think you showed yeah I think you showed this before like quite some time ago, but mm -hmm. I don't know early leaks or whatnot. <laughs> so um thoughts on this um. I, I, I don't know what they're going with with the story. I don't actually know Craven's like you know whole like story that much. I've only ever like encountered him in Spider-Man: Shattered Dimensions, which is a game on Xbox 360. He was mm -hmm. the first boss, and he was a uh, he's very easy to beat. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> well, I say he's very easy to beat, but like he, there's like a lot of puzzles at this level, so that was pretty annoying. Anyway. <laughs> But yeah, I don't know what where they're going with this. I don't know. Kind of sounds like a like to be honest, the fact that it's already part of the uh the the, the Morbiverse, the you know the Morbiverse. Yeah, I'll call it That's that. Yeah, the Sony <laughs> the Sony universe without Spider Man, like it it's bound to be both a fail and a success. Think about it, dude. The the, the next thing people will be like, oh, the Morbian thing is uh, old news. So people will just say like, oh, I like it when Craven said it's craving time. And then he craved Craven everyone. Time. <laughs> it's craving time, and then he craved everyone. <laughs> yeah. This this might be the next movie of all time. <laughs> what is this conversation? <coughs> hmm. yeah. Yes, uh, Sam has a point. He basically said, um, yeah, he doesn't like the change because he's a hunter who loves animals. Yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah, know like, either. Literally, logic, They're logically. trying to be woke, okay? Let them let yeah, them have exactly. their moment. Exactly, but like logically, it doesn't make sense. Why would you hunt animals for a living if you love them? Like, <laughs> if you're like, oh, I'm, know, a right? I'm a nature person. I want animals to live. Let's shoot them. <laughs> is, this, is this one of those like, um, you know, those like really twisted things where like, I love you so much that if I can't have you for myself, I'll kill you. <laughs> Is it this? Is it this? It's just it, dude. Yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. That's what it is. Oh my god. Oh, Craven the Yandere Hunter. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> that is horrible. I don't know why, but this whole thing kind of reminds me of like 
there's a lot of like uh, you guys know that I play the game series Monster Hunter. There's a mm-hmm. lot of like negative reviews of people saying like this game is fun, but I wish we did kill the monsters, even though the game literally says monster, monster. hunter, hunter. <laughs> hunter. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, not your friender. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. This will. Some people... uh, I'm, I'm gonna call it. This will be the movie of all time. It, it, all it time. might actually beat Morbius, baby. <laughs> actually, no. Jared Leto was a pretty shit actor, so. <laughs> At I, least saw, I, saw, I saw a review of Morbius. Oh, if I can, if I can find this real quick, of like. Um, Jared Leto is like King Midas, except everything he touched turns to shit. <laughs> I was like, so mean. I'm like, damn. Shit, I'm going to die. <laughs> I like that. That's, that's very good. Uh, what do you mean? He just turns them into the absolute movie of all time. Every time he touches something. <laughs> but yeah. I'm very not convinced with this movie. I don't know. What do you guys think? Huh? How, how convinced are you? Are you hyped for this? No. Are you looking forward to this? <laughs> no. No? Dude, I, I I know Calvin loved Venom. I don't remember if you guys love Venom too or not. I'm not a big fan I, of both the Venom films. I thought they were just very mid. I don't like I don't like the second one. The first one was better, but still don't like it. Hate Morbius. I am not excited for this. Um, <laughs> Katie Lynch asked in the chat who's the director. It's J.C. Candor who directed Triple Frontier, which is an action film I never saw. It's as a Netflix film, I believe. And The Most Valiant Year, which I've heard stuff about. But yeah, I'm not too excited about this film. Um, and yeah, just with this premise again, it just doesn't make sense. I don't know who the villain is. Craven the Hunter doesn't work as a solo character, at least not in the comics. So I don't know what they're going to do. Not excited at all. No, yeah. what, do you think? what do you think about this uh, whole movie? Are you excited for it? No, not at all. No. Bloody hell. Uh, are, would you rather watch Morbius again or would you try watching this? I appreciate you. What would I rather do? <laughs> well, you don't want to uh, crave <laughs> I want to do either. It's, you want Morbid time? Are you guys Team Morbin or Team Craven? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh no. It's going to be a Screw it. I'd rather Craven. All right. <laughs> Okay. Uh, okay. I actually wanted to answer Albert a bit about uh, Venom. Um, it, it's more like I like the interactions between Eddie and like Venom, but like that's the only good thing I can find in that movie. Everything else was kind of, <laughs> not really. And Morbius, though, I didn't love anything. I did not like the interactions with uh, Jared Leto and the Bat or Jared Leto with anyone. Yeah. I did like uh, Matt Reeves uh, dancing though. That was fun. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this is again gonna be part of the Sony Spider-Man universe, which hasn't really connected except for the one fact where Morbius is like, "I'm Venom," and, and then like, "Oh, and remember yeah. about that incident a year, a couple years ago in San Francisco?" It's like the only teaser. But yeah, they're really they're really building into this with the Venom Morbius, and yeah, Venom three. They they started the script um, recently and got El Muerto, Madam Web, and this one. But no actual yeah. for a for a universe called Sony Spider-Man universe without an actual Spider-Man. Great job. Keep doing that, Sony. You got, you, right. got, you got Andrew Garfield who clearly wants to return. You got Toby Maguire's open to it. But you're like, nah, we can go without you guys. Keep doing it. No, no, yeah. They're like, yeah, we'll do a non-Spider-Man Spider-Verse. 
Yeah. That is insane. This whole movie is in shambles. I can't wait to see it now. Actually, not gonna lie. <laughs> oh, I want to see how just how bad it is. Okay, you want you want to see another... what they're gonna come up with? Yeah, I want. That's to the see... only reason I'll, why I'll... I'd rather watch this instead of Morbius. Yeah. Well, what I meant was like I want to know what the community, like you know, the viewers come up with. They'll have memes of it. Like if it turns out bad, you know, like yeah, Craven time maybe. I don't know. I can't wait for Craven time. It's gonna be a thing next year. I I'm calling it. Yeah, we're it's Craven time. Yeah. We're, we're, we're gonna see this in the do, the, do the hashtag right now. It's Craven time. Do the hashtag so people will know. There's like some YouTube videos where sorry I'm going off a tangent, but there's some YouTube videos where like okay, where did this meme originate from? Now they can trace it back to us. Craven time. Yeah, you know, trans- trans- We started it. Yep, we're, gonna yeah. we're gonna sue every. We're gonna we're gonna be we're gonna sue everyone. Just like Anyone how just like how the fine brothers react. Uh, sue everyone who put react. Relax, Albert. Albert, relax. We're gonna get, uh, kick off, We're gonna kicked off the platform immediately. <laughs> All right, before we're kicked off the platform <laughs> because of um some animal lover whatever. Yeah, I don't know how to tie this. Then there's no animals in Hawkins, so. <laughs> We'll get on to the really juicy parts for me and uh, Albert. Yeah, there are there is no much. animals in Hawkins. What's that about? Yeah, that's true. Oh, they all got mind flayed. One of them, <laughs> one of the character name is Robin. So you know, Robin's a bird. Uh, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> we are going to talk about the Stranger Things season four, <laughs> volume two. <laughs> There's so many things. Just call it, we'll volume, just call it. We'll just call it Stranger Things are... four. Let's just avoid the season part. Just call it Stranger Things four. Volume. Stranger Things four part two. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's not very confusing. So, no, enough. No more Craven type. Anyway. <laughs> um. So first things in the trailer. Yes, I am so glad they used the uh, an epic version of running running yeah. up that hill. Yeah. Oh, I I love the I like the music choice. That's my that's like, my oh. favorite part of the trailer. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, oh, yes, yes, and I like how like well, what is it? In the trailer, like I think at one point, um, what's her name, Max? When mm-hmm. she played the, when she clicked the button, like the trailer gets more intense along with the music as well. Ooh, yeah. I don't know. It, it's it speaks volumes. So, <laughs> it speaks. <laughs> so um, so this trailer is supposed to be like what is it? Two episodes, right? Volume two. Yes. Two. To how long episodes? Are they like hours long? I don't remember. I know it's like long, it's quite long, but yeah, it's only two episodes. That's really both released in July first. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, considering the like maybe the longer runtime, it's I don't know about you, but they that's kind of a lot to wrap up. So based on the trailer, what we see is um. I think, well, we see, like, the normal group. I don't know why they're in a camper van. It seems like they're going somewhere or either that or they're, like, running away. Mm-hmm. Um, you get to see Eleven. She's back at the, uh, she's still in the compound and such. But I think at one point she'll make it back to Hawkins as well. Hopper's team, they're still in Russia, maybe. I'm not so sure. And they see the Mind Flayer thingy as well. Um, what else? Uh, Mike's team is... Not gonna lie, it's not that interesting because, as far as we know, they're still in. Hmm. Where were they? California? Far away. <laughs> yeah, California. Well, they were in yeah. Utah. So, yeah, Utah. And, um, what else is there? There's a. Uh... Oh, and also, I don't know why, but this kind of feels like the Infinity War of, like, Stranger Things. 
Because at one point, I think Robin said, uh, what is it? I don't think we're going to win this one or something. I'm like, oh, this is the first time we get to see them lose, like, actually the upside down take over the surface or whatever. Oh, that would be, I didn't <laughs> that, even thought of that. Though. That would be pretty dope, dude. And I don't know why. It, was, it, it seems like there's quite a lot of action scenes in here, military action scenes. Dude, uh, Togo, there's like one scene where they pulled a, a, a freaking uh, Rainbow Six where two people with shields come up on the front and then the other guys with M16s at the back. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Kind of dope. You're missing out. Damn. You're missing out, Togo. <laughs> Am I now? Yeah, yeah and, and, and lastly, I think we see, what's her name, Eleven at the uh, mansion. So she's going to go one-on-one right. -on -one with, with Vecna, I guess. That's the end game or... The Infinity <laughs> War, maybe that's when they lose. <laughs> so I don't know. That's like that's my general like breakdown of it. So honestly, very dope trailer, and an incredibly used well used of the song, like the edit. I mean, yeah. yeah, I agree with I agree with everything you said. Like I think the use of the music is smart on their end because they know that running up the hill is like up in the charts now because of them. Plus the epic version with the score. It's literally uh, almost like I'm pretty sure they didn't do this, but certainly they, they almost like take shout out to Samuel Kim who made the composing like the one hour loop on YouTube. Check it out again. It's almost like they yeah, took yeah, that and put it in the trailer. It's like so epic. And like you said, it's two episodes, but they show a lot in that trailer. But at the same time, for like two episodes, like that's a lot of stuff for two episodes. Um, yeah. It feels like they're showing a trailer for a whole season. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm excited for this. Oh, because uh, again that. I didn't, I didn't need the trailer, but they just hyped me up even more than just how really marketed it. And you said Infinity War. I got more Empire Strikes Back vibe because of like mm. the the Papa, uh, which is like Eleven's. Uh, uh, oh yeah, know, yeah, yeah. They were like Eleven, you're not, you're not ready for this. Don't go. But my friends need me. That's literally like Luke Skywalker and Yoda. Like, don't go. You're not ready. But my oh, friends need oh. me. To be fair though, I didn't remember the Empire Strikes Back that well. Oh, yeah, fair. I need yeah, to rewatch I mean, it again. <laughs> yeah, you just gave me like Empire Strikes Back vibe of like similar like you do, but like Empire didn't end in a good way because like Han got taken and then like uh, Luke lost his arm and everything. So it's like maybe they're not all going to survive this. What happened? Eleven's not ready. Their power's not fully recovered yet or whatever. But yeah, um, going to fight Vecna going to that mansion. That seems cool. Uh, they're all coming back. Also, I guess it. We saw Nancy, so the sort of spoiler of like I guess Nancy survives somehow at the because at last thing we saw was like Nancy. Yeah, she was. Right? Yeah, she was taken. Yeah, in the <laughs> in the very last part. <laughs> so unless they fake, they gave a fake out. Uh, if that's not the case, then yeah, they save Nancy and then we're gonna see what's gonna happen. But yeah, the trailer trailer looks great. I'm so excited for it. Like another week yeah. for this. I think yeah, and I actually want to add like one extra thing in the trailer. I saw the. Uh, Dude, Lucas was throwing punches at the basketball uh, captain, whatever his name is. Really? Dickhead. Yeah. I didn't. Like, I didn't see that part. Of, it was a very. It was like only a few split seconds, but it was. I don't know. Just I'm like them. I like that. It's very satisfying. He's like kicking the shit out of him. Oh, I can't wait to see that. Oh, oh, when he's through with him, oh, I can't. Yeah. I cannot wait to see that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean. Oh, this is gonna be this is gonna be probably one of the most action-packed like parts of uh, Stranger Things in my opinion, yeah, or at least the trailer make it seem seem so. Oh hell yeah! With with military <laughs> stuff, with psychic powers, with upside down, with Vecna, with Lucas what? 
throwing punches. Yeah, actually. Yeah, Lucas throwing punches. Yeah, that that part was the most intense one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, now the biggest concern for me is that uh, someone's gonna die. Someone, someone will die. I swear. Yeah, I'm starting to think more that Steve is gonna bite the dust. Oh please, no! I was, I was, I was thinking of Nancy initially because of how uh-huh. last season ended, but with this, how she survived. Maybe they could still kill her off. I don't know, but yeah. I don't know why is it like, uh, would it be too soon if they just if they kill uh, what's his name Eddie? Because he was technically introduced like newly in this season. See, I think it might be too soon, but at the same time, I think it's fine to kill him off just to do the stakes. However, it's not gonna impact. Not as, it's think, not as impactful. Gonna, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of someone who have a big arc already. <coughs> like obviously, Steve have a great arc. Steve has so the if biggest they, arc. <laughs> if, they, if they end end him, that'll be crazy. Um. If they kill one of the original kids, they will be crazy. I don't think they will do that. Oh, that that'll be but very like, dark. <laughs> we never we never mention of like the possibility of like Joy or Jonathan biting the dust. But if they did that, it's gonna break well. Oh, uh, oh, that's true. Yeah. Imagine Hopper actually dies this time, like for realsies. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I'm not so sure actually that I mean it, part of it will be impactful, but at the same time you might be faked out again. <laughs> Second time because he's like, you know, oh shit, he's alive, he's in Russia. What is he doing in Russia? He's just vibing. He's yeah. vibing in the uh, in the gulag. <laughs> oh. So yeah, like I don't yeah. know, like this I don't know why, just like this the yeah, this trailer made me like even more hyped than well, I was already hyped to begin with, honestly, but I, I think it's just the music, not gonna lie with it's you. It's the music, really, it really is. The, the music, no, they really, they really kicked it off. They, they know, they know that this is uh, the the music was the most like iconic part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we'll we'll find out July first. <laughs> not very far, actually. It's like next week. It's it literally is. next week on Friday. Shit, we can actually talk about it next week. Well, it's gonna be. <laughs> Mr. Blue Bolt, but how are they going to do the Hellboy reveal? <laughs> mm. uh, we're gonna pan into David Harbour's hand, and then the hand started swelling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it goes red. <laughs> yep. There it goes. <laughs> yep. He he starts to morb. No, it's not morbid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> next week, possible, but maybe the week after, because again, it's like just it's literally just a day before our live stream. So. Oh, yeah, but to be fair, though, it's like if it's two episodes and each of them were like. What that rubered one and a half hours? One and a half hours each, yeah. I think is more doable than, you know, like, like last time we didn't do it directly on the spot. At least I didn't because you know, mm-hmm. it was like seven episodes each one hour. That was that was very long. This yeah. is probably doable. We might be able to discuss this uh, next week. But yeah, I guess uh, stay tuned for that. Oh, <laughs> so hype! I can't wait to be running up that hill. What hill? <laughs> So, anything else you want to add? Uh, Togo, no. do you want to see this movie? I mean, movie series anytime soon? No. Soon? No. <laughs> no, not soon. Perhaps in a long time. Imagine Togo, like, five years later. He's like, guys, I just watched Stranger Things. You should watch it. It's the greatest thing ever. Like, Togo, we've gone through this. <laughs> that's, that's, like, <laughs> that's, through like this. Me, that's like me with Game of Thrones, I Remember that? Well, well, to be fair, I was also like that with Game of Thrones. I was like, ooh, season seven has dragons. I have to pick this show up. 
<laughs> but Tegu, Tegu, in this case, Tegu was like, damn, season four has Russians. I have to pick this up. <laughs> Which it do, by the way. Part of the story is actually set in Soviet Union. Yeah. <laughs> Soviet Union. Yes. Ah, uh, eh. Right. Oh, Cameron said, I heard they're both like two hours each. Well, yeah, I don't know sure. that. I, I cannot find any information. You can't find it. Up, but yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I heard as well. That or the last one was like two and a half hours. A movie. Wow, that's a long. Yeah. Oh, that we'll is, we could we could call that a movie. It's like, did we didn't watch the Stranger Things the series. That's the movie. Guess we'll find out in a week time. Oh, we'll find out in the week's time, yes. And yes, Game of Thrones sucks. I complained about it in episode... But I don't even remember. It was some time ago. <laughs> it was three years ago. <laughs> when we did that episode. You want me to find out? I guess I can try. No, no. We'll, we'll figure out later. <laughs> Alright, so I guess that's that ends our uh, discussion with uh, Stranger Things Season mm-hmm. 4, Volume 2. I bet Kelvin will be also excited for this. I'm, I'm not sure if he has seen the trailer. But yeah, uh, we'll stay tuned for that uh, next week because this week we're discussing uh, a different TV series. Uh, yes, we are going to the uh, Obi Wan Kenobi season review, and I guess I'm also you know the spoiler for episode six. Uh, all three of us watches it, watched it, except for Kelvin. So uh, I guess we can all give our uh, general thoughts real, 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 first, real quick real quick before uh, before we go to that i just found out the uh, game of thrones episode and this makes me feel this this i feel really weird about this game, the game of thrones episode was episode 18 huh? that's so long ago what the hell we're on we're episode 165 game of thrones was episode oh 18. my Oh my god, throwback to episode 18 for uh, <laughs> Game of Thrones. Huh? That, oh is, god. that is wild how long ago that is. I thought it was like in the like the 50s. I it was in, yeah, that was in the 50s. Yeah. Oh my god. We have come very far. Yeah. But not very far at all. Alright. <laughs> 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 Sorry about that. Uh, yes. Um, Alright, let's get review. Yes. Um, go. Like, just give general thoughts of what you think about the whole season, uh, no spoilers just yet. The whole Thoughts season, on this season. The whole series. I think I mentioned this uh, last episode, <laughs> uh, but like, I I'm not a big fan of it just because you don't I don't know where it's going and it feels more. Well, okay, with the last episode, I guess less, but it feels like half the episode is about Obi Wan and the other half is just about. Um, the Inquisitor and like Obi-Wan kind of feels like a plot device which I was not a big fan of but uh, it's an okay one there's been worse it's just I guess I guess like because it was Obi-Wan and we found out that um, uh, whatchamacallit Christensen and uh, McGregor was coming back it we I like I at least got a bit too hyped up. <clears throat> Who isn't? Yeah, so it just just it just really doesn't meet expectations. I guess that's the biggest problem with it. A- <clears throat> uh, apart from the seeming lack of direction. Yeah, that's my non-spoiler, I guess. All right, all right, fair enough. All right. <laughs> Um, Albert, your uh, thoughts on the whole uh, season without spoilers? 
a whole season without spoilers. The show wasn't what I expected to be. Maybe there's an expectation issue, but everything I want the show to be about was in the last few minutes of the sh- of episode six. Um, and so like, it's not what I was expected. I think it's a fine show. It's definitely, I don't know how it's stacked. I still haven't seen Boba Fett. I don't know if it stacks up to the Mandalorian and other live action Disney plus Disney show for Star Wars, but it's definitely on the weaker end. There's only like maybe like one, maybe two episodes that I truly enjoy. The others are like mid. Uh, but yeah, the the arc for Obi-Wan is fine. Uh, I, except again, episode six, I thought really justify why the show existed. But again, that's only like one episode out of all five. Um, the Vader stuff is cool. Um, the Reva, her name is Reva, right? I mean, yeah. Things. yeah, the Reva stuff is okay. Um, and like, I mean, non-spoiler for episode six, but spoiler for the rest, like the, the Leia stuff I thought was a great addition to the show. Um, and everything that they did really, if, if anything, this show made rewatching episode three and episode four better. It gives an additional layer when you rewatch episode three and episode four. So, yeah. <clears throat> Right, so um, my thoughts on this, um, but yeah, I basically agree with everyone. Um, it was a bit unexpected in certain areas, uh, you know, with the little Leia and all that. <laughs> um, to be honest, I thought the whole se- the whole like, uh, was it the season? Like, it wasn't like it was neither horrible or like incredibly good. Um, part of me was a bit a uh, little overhyped for it because you know they. At least I watch a lot of like previous like YouTube stuff, you know, and um, how what is it Hayden Christensen and um, Ewan McGregor finally like reunite again in you know in this year. <clears throat> like I thought that was like you know at least in in the real life sense like that was pretty heartwarming for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, at least well, but there is at least the series also uh, it isn't like boring in a sense like. Actually, like throughout the whole series, it was pretty fun. It was a pretty fun watch in general. So, yeah. I, <laughs> um, wait. I just realized that uh, I think the only series I've watched from Star Wars oh. Disney Plus is like The Mandalorian and <laughs> Obi One. Mm. So that means Obi One is the worst series I've watched on Disney Plus <laughs> Star Wars. Oh my god. Because <laughs> I've only watched two, to be fair, and the other one is Mandalorian and. I think we all agree that the Mandalorian is the more uh, superior series. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. So yeah. Um. Generally, it's a pretty good watch. It's so much better than Halo. Everything is better than Halo. What am I saying? <laughs> <laughs> not a very high standard there. It's, it's not very high standard. <laughs> well, maybe I should watch a uh, book of Boba Fett, but then Tegu said that was boring, so that's oh. massive concern. Uh, until there. the last two episodes. Wait, I'm sensing a pattern here. <laughs> oh my god! Let's jump to the spoiler yeah, discussion. Then with that, let's jump to the spoiler discussion of the last episode of uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, episode 6. Where's the spoiler alert? I think we could just get into Ta-da. it directly. Is it? Okay, there you go. So guys, spoiler, please. As Kelvin usually says, watch it first or come back or watch it at the same time as we're discussing. Why? I don't know. Just do it. <laughs> wait, wait. Actually, before we get in, uh, I want to 
uh, answer uh, Cameron's question. Do you think it was the right choice to have Hayden Christensen actually in the Vader suit? So uh, I guess that's technically part of the last episode. Oops. <laughs> yeah, we'll, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll roll it into the discussion for the episode. Yeah, we'll roll it in the discussion. Yeah. So uh, let me get my uh, general thoughts out because I don't. Sometimes I, you know, lose my train of thought very mm-hmm. often. Mm-hmm. So um, I thought the last episode was basically the strongest um, episode of all the entire seasons of the of the series. Um, we get to you know finally get to see the the ultimate uh, showdown between uh, Obi Wan and uh, Darth Vader. I think a lot of uh, viewers you know are basically like waiting for that moment as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, to start off with the good stuff. Um, Yes, the fight scene was exceptional. It was actually amazing to see uh, Obi Wan uh, played by Ewan McGregor um, at basically his like full strength again. <laughs> so that's like really cool. Um, and I like the uh, also like the uh, character arc as well because like after they finish the fight, you can see that this is the moment where Obi Wan like has literally given up on like you know trying to save Anakin Skywalker because like he's in his mind it's like oh he's completely lost. He's become peacefully yeah. become Darth Vader. That's like where, where it ends. Um, I like that he just attacks Darth Vader with a T-pose. Just yeah, and a bunch I of love rocks. that T-pose. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, that's pretty cool. That was insane power. Um, yeah, but uh, on the downside of the uh, of this third episode, uh, I don't know. Riva's story arc just kind of like feels I don't know. It's just weird, like. In the previous episode, we see her like lying on the floor after being stabbed, and all of a sudden she's back on Tatooine, and she wants Luke for whatever reason. Is it like vengeance or something that she wants to kill kill yeah, Luke because probably. she got stabbed by Anakin? Mm-hmm. Kind of unfair. <laughs> it's kind of unfair, but oh well. <laughs> and then, but then she just like changed that changed the part in the last minute. So, that, like her story arc was a bit strange, but at least the way they showed it, it's not like they. Cut in between those two. Oh, they kind of did, but not really. So you do get to see mostly Obi Wan and Darth Vader, and then you get to see Riva and fighting a little kid because that's what she's keep. Not very powerful. <laughs> it's been. Uh, so uh, yeah. So I should mention yeah. So the and and um uh, with uh, Cameron's uh, question about the uh, Hayden Christensen. Yeah, to be honest, I was actually a bit confused. So, like, when his mask was, like, cut off, that was Hayden, like... That was 100%. Vader, right? During the close-up shots, that was 100% Hayden Christensen. Yeah, and yeah they even I could hear his voice as well through the... Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like that part when they sort of blend in the um, James Earl Jones um, mask's voice and, like, it distort into Hayden Christensen's Anakin voice and go back. I really love that part. Like, yeah, voice. yeah, I really like that part. You yeah. can still... So like Obi Wan can still hear a bit of Anakin, but it's already you know, he's too far gone and everything like that. <laughs> so, so yeah. Um. So wait. So what was the question again? Oh, was it, was it the right choice? Yeah, I think that was definitely the right choice. <laughs> it basically just ties you know, the prequels along with the, I guess the sequel and the you know yeah. the TV series. So yeah, I think that was actually that technically that's what I was expecting. Not gonna lie. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so yeah, yeah. I think that's uh, my that's my general thoughts. So we can move on. Um, Albert or Tegu, <laughs> your thoughts. Uh, I can I can I can start. Uh, yeah. The, when you're talking about 
uh, the fight and then how Obi-Wan gives up the, the scene where sort of like, damn, is when Obi-Wan finally like, bye-bye, Dart. That's the first time he called him yeah. by Dart, not Anakin. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, that's done. And like, that's kind of sad. And like, the thing, the thing about the show that sort of like Lester is like, because we know Leia's not going to die. We know they're not going to kill off Obi-Wan and they're not going to kill off Dart. So like stakes are sort of gone in a way, because like, you know what's going to happen. Um, but yeah, I, I think again, the show was, this show was justified by that fight scene because the fight scene is pretty cool. Um, and like the conclusion to their sort of like mentor mentee relationship, the Padawan and like the master relationship with Obi-Wan and Anakin. And yet it justifies that the Leia Obi-Wan relationship I thought was fantastic. It really makes episode four that much more. Um, with how they uh, ended off of like, will I see you again? Maybe one day, blah, blah, blah. I thought that was great. The whole Luke thing was okay. That was pretty nice at the very end uh, and the relationship with Uncle Owen. Um, but again, like my issue with it was that the whole, this final episode was literally what I was expecting from this film, from the show, but we only got it in the final episode. Like everything else in the whole series, I kind of find like not really what I wanted or it's lackluster. Like we talk about in the, when we speculate the season, like, oh, Qui-Gon is going to be there 100%. We're going to see him train with Qui-Gon. That was in the final, like, two minutes of the film. It was like a teaser. Yeah. And, like, I guess they want, if, if they want to do a season two, maybe that's the plot. But, like, that is, I think a lot of people was expecting the Qui-Gon stuff, the, um, the Luke Skywalker stuff, and the Anakin stuff was what people was expecting. And that is literally not what we got. And we, we got something else entirely, which... Also, could have been a film on its own. It could have, this whole show could just be one film, cut off all the filler. It, could, it would have worked better, in my opinion, because it was supposed to be a film and they changed it to a show because they're like, oh, we can get more money from Disney Plus or whatever. <laughs> but yeah. Um, Damn. Again, I thought season six, uh, season six, episode six was solid. Um, it helps improve the rest of the show, but yeah, it's a show which is still very mid. And like, yeah, all the stuff that I like, I mentioned it. I don't really care about the rebel stuff of like the um, the one with O'Shea Jackson Jr.'s character and Kumail Nanjiani's character. I don't remember um, that group, the freight plane, whatever. Oh, really the, the path. Yeah. Path. <laughs> I don't really care for them. And again, rebel stuff is fine. But yeah, here's my thoughts. Take I'm on the same boat. I guess I already mentioned earlier. Um, <clears throat> Qui Gon. Just gonna start with Qui Gon because I feel like that was completely unnecessary. Hmm. Like I didn't even feel excited to see him. And right. like, r- like honestly, I just feel like it would have been a much better ending if, like, you know, Obi Wan just goes, "Hello there." Cut. Just cut, cut to black right there. Credits, <laughs> you know. Honestly, I agree. Like that would have been so much more fun, but no. <sighs> um. That's all. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's all. Um, you guys mentioned everything else, right? Yeah. Like yeah. I, and I mentioned earlier, okay. like I did not like the whole point with River, and like mm-hmm. I feel like. She should have just died, like you know, at the uh, when she got like stabbed. 
in episode five. Yeah, I I feel like she should have just died then and there. I don't, because anything after that, like at that point, we already kind of understood what her character arc was gonna be, and then <laughs> I feel like it was completed enough by that point. You know, like I don't need the extra bits that came with episode six, and I also did not. The only the reason I didn't enjoy the uh, the final fights as much is simply because they kept cutting to Reva just trying trying to and failing to catch a kid. Um, <laughs> hey, he's more sensitive to this. You know? It wasn't even him. It was the uncle and the aunt. And, and they had like those rifles used for shooting sand people. She couldn't do anything about it. Like, come on. I know you're wounded, but come on. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, to be fair, like her, what do you call it? Her whole arc is like, I want vengeance on Darth Vader. But the thing is, we know exactly what will happen in the uh, original trilogy. So it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. I, I, <laughs> I really, I feel like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm in agreement with Albert. Like, they should have just made this like one movie and like, just discarded the whole um because it's supposed to be a movie yeah like obi-wan a star wars story or something like suppose if that's supposed to be what it's supposed to be yeah Yeah. so disney got to uh yeah yeah, every everything else you guys have already mentioned so i'm not gonna add too much more yeah i mean again we were very negative but like again the positives i thought mcgregor was good hayden christensen was great in this role i really like him in this one um, but yeah, I think the writing is really weak. I think performance and like direction, I think is good, like choreography. But yeah, the writing is the weak part. So I like how the only one character that died I can remember is uh, that dude that uh, that was in that airplane. <laughs> I forgot this Wade. I think his name is. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that was the only Wade. biggest stake. <laughs> Wade, no, he died because uh, Reva fl- no, flings something but, at um... him. <laughs> Was it? it wasn't as tragic as my boy Dak, so Dak. He was a the predecessor to Dak. They all died. They all died in the same like ship kind of thing. To Dak. Yeah. Well, <laughs> okay. So anything else or should we move on to Miss Marvel? Oh uh, I should I want to mention um what is it? Uh I think I, I said like oh I hope to see uh the video game character, uh Cal Kestis, but obviously mm-hmm. he didn't appear but Honestly, that's fine because I didn't like you know expect him to appear either, especially like yeah, I was more like episode, I'm, not, I'm not sure how he could appear. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> there has been rumors recently though that they say that Calcasus might actually get a Disney Plus show, um, but yeah, there's some rumors. So. so you have to play the game and watch the TV. Very cool. <laughs> very. Hey, it's very all, it's cool. all in the it's all in the canon, man. Of the Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. All right. If there's nothing else, I just want to do one last shout out to Vivian Lyra Blair. Great job as Leia. I thought she's great. Good addition. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Okay. All right. So uh, let's guess... move on to the other one, right? That's our thoughts. Right? We move on to. Oh, you know, what? actually, I think Obi Wan is on Letterbox. So let's give a star rating. Oh shit. Ah, uh, give it a three point five. 
dead silence. Okay, to go. What you? <laughs> no, no rating. I'll if I could uh, rate it, I would. <laughs> I would. Nah, I'd give it a. Uh, how much? Nah, as much as episode six was good, the middle was ruined too much. Three point five. I would also do three point five. So we're all in unison. Three point five. All three point like five out of five. It's like equivalent to seven out of ten. So yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. It just sounds kind of fair, honestly. I'm gonna put on the letterbox. The review is gonna be one word, and it's gonna be mid. <laughs> Should I do that? <laughs> it's gonna be what? Mid. Mid. Yep. Sure. <laughs> mid. <laughs> All right. But they want more Disney Plus subscribers, and if it was a movie, it would be in theater. Well, well, to be fair, you know what? Anyone who buys like a a mobile data in Indonesia is an immediate Disney Plus subscriber. Really? Yes, I get free Disney Plus every time I buy mobile data. Very cool. Damn. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next final stuff to talk about. Yes, yes, do. <laughs> right. Um. Captain Miss Marvel, whatever, episode three. Mashallah. The good didn't watch this, did he? No. Or or did you all? Oh, okay. I thought I thought there was like, oh, I all of a sudden picked it up one, two, three. <laughs> so he didn't. He the good didn't do that. <laughs> to be honest, we we should have uh, uh-huh. went with this first, but oh well. <laughs> I was I was more interested in Star Wars, man. So <laughs> for good reason. I am for, at least from what yes. I'm hearing. Anyway, uh, yeah, you want you want to go with the spoiler directly, or want to just or do you just want to start with like general thoughts? Yeah, um, I think yeah, we can do good. quick. We can we can do quick general thoughts. I thought I thought oh, I thought you... episode three is my my favorite so far. We add new lore. We got a lot of lore. Great action. Still, the family dynamic and the friendship stuff is much better. And we directly got the villain in episode three, so that's good. Because we don't right. get that in the other shows, not a lot of them. Actually, yeah. You know what? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, there's nothing where I can add to that. That's true. They did like um, <laughs> they did like add everything in all at once. You know, so now there's actually like a direction where this a uh, series is going, which is technically how it all works. You know, like one and two is like introduction, mm-hmm. three onwards is where the plot really like kicks in. Yeah. So yeah, fair enough. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, technically it is the best episode because you know one and two is just is there. <laughs> I don't want to so good though, but yeah. Uh, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am in the minority. I don't understand if none of you guys enjoy the show. I know. Uh, okay, okay. You know what? Here, that's why let's go to the uh, spoiler alert territory. So please, if you guys haven't watched Captain, I oh, know Miss Marvel. Sorry, not Captain Marvel. Um, do it and then come back here or. Watch it at the same time, like I said, you know, why not? <laughs> All right. Yeah, okay. So if you don't mind, if I can go first, because again, like I might not be able to add much. Okay. So the parts I do like about this uh, episode, yes, you were right. I, the lore part was the most interesting, like uh, about the uh, what are they called? Kellogg's? No. Kel- the, the cereal brand. Kellogg's. <laughs> Kestrels, well, what are they called? Can- clandestines, yeah, the dumb. Right, right. Yeah, the, the they, are, they are the, the manufacturer of plastic flakes. <laughs> the 
Jacob from another dimension. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's all frosted flakes. Clandestines. <laughs> no, yeah, clandestines. Sorry, yeah, that them like so they got that. Also, they they were also called like jinns, which is like you know like Asian, like also Muslim culture inspired um you know mythology. So that's that's pretty cool. I like the fact that it's like about another dimension. So that part was like you know kind of unexpected about the other dimension. Like if it's like otherworldly. I guess it's kind of basic, but it's more predictable. But they said other dimensions, so that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, when they introduced the villain, it's not Aisha. Aisha is the grandmother, right? Or is it Aisha? Mm-hmm. Is the, mm-hmm. the villain's name? Is it Aisha? Um, oh, the villain's name? The villain's yeah. name is... The mom of Kamran, basically. Na- Najma. Najma, yeah. Yeah, so like, yeah. And I, I quite like that the fact that the villain is not inherently like evil she just like wants to go back home and all that oh you know using uh kamala's powers so that's pretty interesting so like i I like that they have like an explanation to all this and i like that the explanation is something entirely different so that's pretty cool i like that i like that part of the lore um let's see what else i like um the action parts were you know quite cool um uh you know, cool. they were like fighting. Yeah, they were fighting in the kitchen and everything. And to the, what's the song? It's a very famous song. I well, that song was playing in the background. Oh, ah, I don't remember that. <laughs> well, but yeah, no, they they had like a, but yeah, it was like it's a neat soundtrack, and I like I like that little uh tidbits of um action. But uh, well, I'm not gonna lie with you. Um, even though there's like these parts are like pretty cool with the series, I'm I don't know why I'm still not entirely hooked in it. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like it's it just feels like a pretty standard uh, like TV series. You know, it's not like it's not like I I didn't feel the same excitement as I did say watching uh the previous one, which was Moon Knight. So so I don't know where I don't know. I'm just uh honestly here. I had I told Tagu about this. I'm going to slander you a bit, okay. oh, a lot. <laughs> okay. No, quite a lot. a lot actually. I picked up The Boys, uh, season uh, three. Yeah. Like I watched the, all the episodes one to seven so far, not because like oh I thought something cool was gonna happen or it's about to end. It's because I was so bored of Miss Marvel. I wanted to watch something that I thought would be fun, <laughs> so I went and watched The Boys, and it was definitely a lot funner than miss marvel <laughs> so yeah <laughs> i just wanted to add that uh, ex- sorry for I the mean, slander but that's something i have to add i mean I'll, i agree with you I, th- I think the boys is a better show so far um i know I, th- I think we might have a second in a future episode uh we i think we both watch shiro gazin but yeah um uh, it, it's a it's a it's a better show but i still think miss marvel is also a good show um, all right all right go on <laughs> and yeah Your just to, to tangent for that um, I thought the lore, the lore and everything was good, and we'll get to details in a bit um, and the speculations. Uh, I like, I like the gin reference and like the again the cultural stuff. I really, I really enjoy, and I like the idea of like this. She wants to be a hero, but it like fights against her fate kind of thing. It's like conflicting, and I, I think it's like sort of new. We sort of, I guess, sort of see that in Moon Knight, and like it's been a theme so far in Space War. If you think about it, of like Moon Knight, like you want to be a hero but against his fate. Um, and then as well, similar similar to like uh, Shang Chi as well, and um, this another show that had this uh, Eternals 
it's like against their faith of like, oh, they want to save, but it's like not against. But anyway, I, I like the theme and like the whole family dynamic. I thought it's fan I thought it's great. Um, and then uh, again, like the villain, like you said, I thought it's a good uh, addition to the lore and how they reveal of the Jin story, which is like sort of from our uh, folklore in a way. Like I, I know what Jin is because like I sort of grew up um, hearing about them too. But uh, there's the joke of like, I'm a Jin and tonic. <laughs> <That's like that. laughs> um, but no, I, 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 Iman Vellani is fantastic. She is perfect for his role. She just uh, suits Kamala Khan so great. And just like her energetic, uh, energetic, energetic energy of like loving the character, it can, it can really, it's, it sees and it translates in there. And there's a darkness to the story too, which I really like. Um, it's still a mystery and everything. Um, and like that story of the, the story where the mom's talking about America and the mountain, that was great because that is like pretty much almost every uh, every immigrant story in America and it's like it's nice to see that like in a in a Marvel setting and it's not just the same uh, typical story and like seeing this culture from a different eye I thought that was fantastic um I thought the action scene was good there's like lots of funny moments in the kitchen of like oh hell no I'm not paid enough for this and the chef just left <laughs> during the fight <laughs> I didn't like that you just get like, <laughs> okay that's it <laughs> no <Yeah>. no <laughs> And again, my favorite, a lot of my favorite part of this is like some of my favorite stuff from Homecoming, Spider-Man Homecoming of like, I wanna, I cannot tell you what I have because it would just be too dangerous and it's just not right, but I have to do it. Like the confliction of like the Spider-Man part, Peter Parker, Spider-Man life and with this and with her family, I thought it was a great, like um, deliver how they deliver it. I thought it was good. And I like that they directly showcase it. Um, what's her friend's name? Uh, Nakia. They direct, Nakia directly saw that. I was like, okay, nice. This is different. So both Nakia and Bruno knows this. We'll see what happens in the next episode. Uh, that she knows her powers. They don't hide that too, too much. Um, but yeah, again, I think I think the show's the show's really solid, and it's giving me shout out once again. I know I've talked about the show I think several times. But this is giving me so much Runaways vibe, which is why maybe I love it so much is I love Marvel's Runaways because this this show is like proto Marvel, proto Marvel's Runaways or Marvel's Runaways? Is, Marvel's Runaways is proto Miss Marvel because they, they started off of like this yeah. teen, teen drama about powers and involving family. Um, and the power set is like very similar in terms of like source and origins and just a whole tone of it and with this lore tying into everything. I think it's, it's just like, it's literally um, like a sketchbook of it. So uh, I liked it so much. Yeah, I actually should mention that I've only watched the first season of uh, Runaways. I, I suppose I kind of get the, the whole vibe yeah. of it. <laughs> yeah, it's very tonally and just like the whole idea of it, the characters. Yeah. It's pretty much, yeah. Um, <sighs> but yeah, uh, do we want to talk about like some Easter eggs first or do we... I want to talk about the viewership numbers real quick. Um, actually, well, let me add. I kind of want to add, talk a bit about the Easter eggs because I'm not so sure. Maybe mm -hmm. you <laughs> you know more. Mm -hmm. But uh, I should mention, uh, as a Muslim, I'm still a bit disappointed. They still have not said the word Astaghfirullah. <laughs> it can be said many times in any occasions. You just never do. 
<laughs> it's kind what of disappointing. That, what does it translate to? Is it just like, is it like, it just oh my god? It literally means, yeah, it just literally means, oh my god, or oh my <laughs> goodness. But in the Muslim, in the Islamic, like, you know, language. <laughs> Arabic, I mean. Yeah, it's Tafirullah. But yeah, um, what well, is the Easter eggs you want to go with, Albert? Okay, so the Easter eggs are going to talk about the viewership numbers. Yep. Um, the Easter eggs. So in the and this could be potential like reveal for the upcoming show. In the opening scene where they found about the bangles, right? When they found the bangles in the tomb or whatever. Yep. That there is the logo of the ten rings. The ten rings uh, like oh, the criminal there? terrorist group. It's on the ground. It's literally it's like it's like there's two oh, ten rings. I did there. I missed that. Oh shit. So maybe the bangles and the ten rings come from the same source. I don't know. Something to do with that. Uh, also, the the bangle was taken from a blue severed arm, and I don't think that's like paint or anything. I think it's actually arm, and we know an alien race in Marvel that's blue, that's the Kree. So it, that could the bangle and the ten rings could come from a Kree source in a way if it's the same thing, and that makes sense because if they're going to the Marvels and it's going to be cosmic and everything, um, you know, Captain Marvel is yeah. part Kree. So. Oh, it, could, right. it could it could connect in that sense that if the Bengal is Cree, also Miss Marvel in the comics is Inhumans. Inhumans in the comics was created by the Cree who experimented on humans, so that's all tying it back in all together in a way. Uh, so yeah, I, th- I think the Cree cosmic origins would make a lot of sense to set up with the Marvels and everything like that. And again, this is like this could be like very, very ancient tech because I don't know how old these clandestines are. Um, and we sort of know that like in Shang-Chi when Wu's like really, really old because of the, the later aging and everything. So this could be like really, really ancient Kree technology that Captain Marvel is not aware of. Because at the end of Shang-Chi, it's like, it's not any alien tech that I know of, but she's not like thousands of years old. So maybe it's like super ancient Kree tech that she doesn't even know about. So could be that. Also, clandestines, um, yeah, they are like really, really, obs- they're really obscure characters uh, in Marvel comics. I had to, I had to Google them after watching it, but yeah, they're just like this. I, they're just like, they're just like obscure. I don't even know, I don't even know how to describe it. There's like this group of superheroes. Uh, one of them, one of the leaders, is like named Adam or something, and then like he create this, he like create this group of heroes. Um, but yeah, they're they're pretty much unknown. They're pretty much not very famous at all. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was asking what they are. <laughs> oh. Yeah, they were. I mean, they're created by the British writer Alan Davis, appearing in several comic storylines. Uh, it lasted twelve issues before it was cancelled. So it's only twelve issues, but literally very short run. Um, they're a group. Uh, the the fictional character biog- biography Adam of Ravensroth was. Um, Basically from England, he, I believe this whole family is like offsprings of him or something like that. Not too familiar, but they've had crossovers with X-Men, crossover with Inhumans from time to time. But yeah, they're not very known. So, only yeah. they're superhumans, and they're, I guess they're they're villains in this one. So, you know. Okay, I suppose that's cool that they're bringing a more obscure parts of Marvel. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, aside from that, other Easter eggs, not much. We got we got the what do you call that? That's not a ski mask. It's a 
The superhero mask. There's a name for it. Oh. I don't know what, the one that just covers the eyes, right? Yeah, Tego, do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> uh, I do, but I don't know what it's called. I don't know what it's called. Yeah, there is a there is a name for it. I'll try to I'll try to look it up. Uh, Domino mask. Oh, is it, that a, oh that's what it's called? called. I guess it is. Yeah. But yeah, um, that's that's a nice that's a nice teaser. For for Kamala, but aside from that, yeah, I guess we'll find out what happens because the grandma sees it too at the very end of the train. Yeah, she saw we'll... something about a train. And so we'll be going to the Karachi, wherever that is. Oh, Pakistan. Okay, we're gonna go to we're gonna go to Pakistan for the next episode. So that could be fun. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, let's see if there's any comment. Cameron said, is it a show for little kids? No. Cameron, watch it. Watch it. It's a good well, show. To be fair, it, well, to be <laughs> fair, it is more like kids appropriate than say Boon Knight. It's yes. I mean this this show is literally Spider-Man homecoming. It literally is. But it's different character, different power set, bigger lower. But like the that's little that's like the vibe and the tone of it. So if you like Spider-Man yeah, Homecoming, you'll love the show. Yeah, it's because it's following like a a teen basically, <laughs> mm-hmm. like a younger a younger character. Yeah. All right. So, is there anything else you want to talk about? If not, let's go to the viewership and we can wrap up the show. Uh, just just a quick one. Um, was like she got a gift from Bruno, right? It was in a box. Mm-hmm. By any chances, that by any chances was that her suit? <laughs> so I don't think we get I to thought- see. I thought we saw the whole thing. Is it just not? I thought it was just a mask, or do you think there's other stuff? I guess the suit makes sense. Oh, that was. I th- I didn't remember seeing the whole thing. Maybe <laughs> wasn't looking at it clearly. I guess it would make sense. <laughs> I, yeah, because yeah, I thought it would be like the complete suit that she would have. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe near the end. <laughs> maybe next episode. We'll yeah. see. Okay. What are you on about? <laughs> what is Cameron what? on about? <laughs> I heard a daycare for babies when they were playing it. <laughs> I have no idea. Cameron, Cameron said... <laughs> yeah, Cameron, you're enough, you're, you're, you're high. <laughs> In the morning. <laughs> <laughs> He's very high. <laughs> right. Uh, well, I guess we okay. can uh, move on. Yes. About the uh, viewership. Yeah. Um, so... It is the lowest viewership of any of the MCU series so far on the first five days. Um, it's the lowest out of all the shows. However, it has a higher rate of viewers for younger viewers for the Black, Hispanic, and Asian household than any of the other MCU shows. So, yeah. Um, it's to compare, on the first five days, Miss Marvel have 775,000 viewership. Moon Knight have 1.8 million. Hawkeye have 1.5, Loki have 2.5, Falcon Winter Soldier have 1.8 million, Wonder Vision have 1.6 million. So Miss Marvel didn't even tap the million range. Uh, but yeah, it's it's much more it's much more watch in the um, non-whites household, I guess. So any thoughts on this? Uh well, to be fair, I think a lot of us, I don't know, like when the trailer came out, like a lot of us, maybe apart from you, like we weren't that entirely hyped about it either. I clearly remembered me, Kelvin, I think Togo as well, when we reacted to the trailer, we're just like, oh, okay. 
cool, I guess, whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's just like I, I don't know why it was like. I think I've read a lot that people are just generally not, you know, just don't find Miss Marvel like that cool. I also talked to a bunch of like like my friends, like my online friends on a different Discord server. Like they watched, they watched like Moon Knight and all that, and they were. But then when I asked about Miss Marvel, they're just like they're either they either don't know or don't really care. Which is, which is nuts. Which is nuts to me because Miss Marvel is one of the most most beloved comic characters. It, <laughs> it is even in oh dude, Miss Marvel have a bigger fan base than Moon Knight in the comics. Not even close. Oh fair enough, yeah no. It does. <laughs> and yeah. And I I mean I'll say this, I enjoy Miss Marvel more than Moon Knight. Not even close so far. So See, if Kelvin was here he'd be complaining, but I'm too lazy to do that. I am too sick. <laughs> <laughs> I am too sick to argue with your um, opinion. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know. I just don't find it interesting. I mean, look at Tugu. He hasn't yeah. found it so. He didn't find it so uninteresting. He hasn't started yet. Yeah. Or do you just? And I'm already getting spoiled. Just... And I still don't care. <laughs> Wait. Or did you just like Appa completely forgot to watch the first episode on the first week and then kind of just missed it? Well, there's that as well. Like... Oh, okay. So there's a bit of that and a bit of I just don't care. <laughs> I wouldn't have. Like no, it is it is completely that. But in my defense, I wouldn't have forgotten about it if I was hyped about it. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, that's true. It's not like uh, we were like, oh, guys, come on, let's watch Miss Marvel together. <laughs> we were just like watching on our own. <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> it, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Well, I don't know what to say. I guess it does target a specific demographic, but again, like, I think part of it is also like people might be turned off of like, oh, this, we're going into this. Sam says, Tengu, you have to watch it. I really want to hear your thoughts after all this. Was- I'm pretty sure Tagu's thoughts after all this is just like, yeah, <laughs> just, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know me so, too well. But yeah, um, I mean, again, I, I think part of it is again the specific target demographic and like it's something that we haven't seen in this culture for Marvel and people who like typical Marvel is like, I don't want this yeah. shit. Give me back your, give me back your stuff. So yeah, we'll see. I don't know why, but this, this. Comment from Cameron, younger viewers, <laughs> the you know the, the ones that are like watching Miss Marvel. I don't. Know. I think he's just targeting um me, and I guess to go for being uh, too old because we don't like Miss Marvel. Well, it's, no, we, we don't are. like. It's not that we don't like. It's like we don't we don't like it as much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're old. <laughs> yes. We're too we're too mature, Albert. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like the, the exactly. critics. The critics' rating are like good for the show so far, as well as the audience rating and like trusted sources are pretty good. But like on IMDb, it's like very low. But the, you know, in IMDb, people have spam on purpose to do it. So I don't trust IMDb ratings. <laughs> but yeah, <sighs> fair enough. So any other thoughts? Yeah. Well, to be honest, uh, I, I want to. I'm just really, really curious, like how Miss Marvel, like you know, ends, you know. So, I could say for sure whether the what is it, the TV series was either underrated or just you know, all right. Because <laughs> like if turns out to be pretty good, you know, then it is very underrated because not as many people watch it, you know, right? <laughs> not even a million in one in five days. That's it's kind of insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also, I guess that show came out in the midst of like Stranger Things and Obi Wan and all the summer and, blockbusters. 
uh, the boys. <laughs> the boys, yeah, which is a crazy time for all the shows. Um, yeah. But if anything, if anything, I hope, and I think Kevin Feige is smart in this. I hope they don't shy away from, especially the visual style and this show is like very different from all the Marvel stuff. I hope they mm. don't see the viewership and like, okay, I guess we have to stick with formula because I really. I think oh right, you know, I I, I get it. Yeah. So they still like want to do something different instead of just yeah, like shy not. away. But fair enough, you know that's actually a good point. Yeah. At Albert, is I, it I, better I, than I Hawkeye? It's not. You the show's, it the show's not done yet. Um, I think three episodes in, this show has been more solid than Hawkeye because Hawkeye really picks up pace at episode three. The first episode is okay, um, but three episodes in, I think this Marvel's been better. So. Yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> okay, so yeah. That, that's all we have, I think, for uh, Miss Marvel. I think so. I'm not sure if Kelvin. I'm not sure if Kelvin still keeps it. I'm oh, Kelvin. Kelvin, Kelvin have a Kelvin have a review. I forgot to read it. Oh, for Marvel yep, episode three. Just Marvel. Okay. Uh, I'm still not hooked yet. The story is picking up. Yes, that's good. There is a bit of action, I guess. Don't know why, but I like Makia and find Bruno kind of annoying. Uh, damage control sucks so far. Gen people is meh as well. At least the ending with the Nani saying the train as well is interesting. Hmm. Fun fact: Apparently, the kid who played Bruno is supposed is in one of the frontrunners to play Peter Parker. Tom Holland, this Tom Holland Peter Parker, but he didn't get the cut. Oh, oh, he didn't make the cut. Oh, which I can the... I can really see I can really see it like the way how he acts and like it's it's for a pro. Wait, wait, wait! So telling me that in another universe that kid made it to Peter Parker and then we get to see Tom Holland playing as Bruno. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> That's just really crazy. <laughs> okay. okay then. So let's just recap the sh- wrap up the show. Yep. We can wrap up the show. Uh, uh, let me shout Kelvin out first because he's not here. Yes. All right. So you can find Kelvin on Instagram at kyace27. You can find him on uh, YouTube and Letterbox. He does a post on YouTube at Disco Monkey. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you can find me on Instagram at Arikandria, or you can find me on Letterbox at uh, Ricky Do. Go, go plug yourself. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at TG2C399, and you can find me on uh, Twitter at Tegi Do. And you can and... find me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Yeura Dharma. Now find me on Letterboxd and YouTube, Jaw Movies, that's where we live stream. That's also where I post my reviews for Planet of the Apes, if you want to see that. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, check, check, check me out there. And then follow us at Councilman Show on Twitter and Instagram. That's where we put the live tweet, where we post everything when we go live. If there's any updates with the show, it's on Councilman Show, Twitter, and Instagram. So check that out. Um, also find our podcast wherever you listen to podcast audio feed. At, uh, it's called The Councilman. And yeah, uh, for, sub, subscribe there, leave a review for the Councilman Show. Uh, and again, if you're international listeners, again, I just found this out. So if you have had the review this whole time and you never read it to you, because we cannot see it. So take a screenshot of the review, send it to our email, which I should have checked this. But I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's councilmanshow at gmail.com. Well, right? do, or, do you have the review? <laughs> like screenshot the review, yeah, it's, it's councilmanshow.gmail.com. Screenshot your review, send it to our email, and we will read out the review because, again, we cannot see it from here. Oh, um, that is 
if you're on Apple Podcasts, I'm specifically referring to Apple Podcasts. Other platform, I think you can review still. So yeah. Um, <laughs> and once you, yeah, <laughs> check out our merch if you want to. That's at T Public. Um, yep. uh, yep. Two out of yeah. three designs. One of them is, uh, you know what happened. Limited edition. <laughs> the other one. But yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. Actually, wait. Sorry, before we got off. Um, so Katie Lynch just says, uh, makes me sad that two out of four of the councilmen dislike the show. Well, it's not that we just dis- uh, actually. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Technically, it's a dislike. And the yeah, other one doesn't have it. an opinion. Yeah, the other <laughs> one is just it. too dumb to actually watch it. So um, I didn't say that. He So yeah. Okay. So um, and with that, the councilman has. I don't know why Kelvin keeps doing that. So, um, anyway, <laughs> we'll see you on the next episode. <coughs> Goddamn!